0: Hey Rob, what do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flare Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flairmedia.online and tell LS we send you. Hello everybody, we are back again for episode 10 of our Berkshire Football Stories podcast, our daily uh, pub chats, but not in a pub chats. Uh, today we are speaking to Craig McCreath who is the Reading Women's First Team goalkeeping coach. Uh, but before we get to Craig, it's me, Tom Canning here, and I am with
1: rob davis
0: hey rob how are you
1: yeah pretty good how are you going
0: not so bad not so bad i don't know if we need to keep asking each other that um when we speak to each other daily <laughs> now i don't know if that's uh required um yeah not a lot's changed. No. <laughs> um so we have on the line we have craig McCreith. hello craig hey
2: guys how we doing
0: very well thank you very well how are you doing
2: yeah getting by by keeping busy, which is important, missing football.
0: Indeed, yes, indeed, indeed. It's a rather fine hat you've got on. Is that uh, the Canadian flag I see on your head?
2: It, it, it is. Yeah, I'm not Canadian at all. I just really like the hat, so <laughs> I just thought I'd get it. I haven't, haven't had a haircut in two weeks, so I'm struggling a little bit. So I can I can understand <laughs> so that.
0: I, uh, I I I dropped some shopping over at my mum's over the weekend and uh, borrowed swapped it for for hair clippers. So all of mine uh, all of mine came off. It just made sense. So. Um, craig we're we're, we're really gr- glad that you can you can come on and talk to us um goalkeeping coach for reading women how how does what 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 does that involve aside from obviously training goalkeepers
2: um yeah obviously there's a lot more than than just the work that that happens on pitch you're looking at analysis um building the building the, the, the keepers into into a game linking that in with um the work that the team are doing linking that into in possession out of possession um tactics and game plans um obviously developing them as as individuals as well on their individual needs um supporting them um through sort of all areas of the game psychologically socially etc um and then obviously supporting the the c coach um in terms of devising and and um delivering of the the SNC and the gym work that the goalkeepers get up to on a weekly basis as well
0: is, is that S&C you're saying
2: Yes. Yeah. What What's S and C? Um, strength and conditioning. So oh, okay. just making, yeah, making them the the best athlete that they can be.
0: Sorry, so someone familiar with actual exercise, I'm sure, will know what what S and C possibly was. But uh, currently, that's not me. Um, so you, you work with two goalies primarily at Reading, uh, Grace Maloney and Rachel Laws. Is that right?
2: Yeah, they're the two first team goalkeepers. Um, we've got a couple of. Um, talented um younger goalkeepers um in the program as well that um one will train one trains with us um, on a regular basis um and then there's one that's in our under 16s currently who we're going to look at potentially giving some exposure to um as time goes on and as she develops as well
0: that's uh that's that's quite exciting to be working with with a couple of different levels of goalkeeper as well um it Ties in this all ties in quite nicely. Yesterday we were we were speaking to Ellen Hopkins uh, at the Bucks and Bucks FA. And she's the I really struggled to get the her, her title out in full. So she was the Women and Girls um, co- or, uh, Community Officer. Uh, Rob, I've still got that wrong, haven't I? Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, uh, so I apologise to Ellen again. I already tweeted her to apologise. Um, but yet, she, so she was saying she she's a goalkeeper, but she fell into it kind of by accident because when she was playing football when she when she was a young girl she was told well you can either be the ref or go in goal when she went along to play football is that something that you still have to deal with as a as a coach of women's football it, or I mean obviously it's moved on but is there sort of still a, a bit of a, a thing about being a goalkeeper
2: um no I think that across I work with all the keepers across the whole program from under 10s through to the first team and all of the goalkeepers want to be there they will want to be goalkeepers um they enjoy being goalkeepers. They enjoy making saves. And that's, you know, especially at the younger ages, that's that's the best and most important aspect for them.
1: Uh, you're saying that um, your role at Reading Women in, encompasses uh, way more than just sort of the basic uh, goalkeeper coaching. Like you just mentioned strength and conditioning and um, uh, psycho- uh, psychology work and all sorts. Um with the sort of rise in popularity and rising profile of women's football of the last over the last few years um how how has that affected you have you is how has your role changed and how has uh, your ability to uh, complete that role changed in terms of things like technology and uh, uh the sort of facilities you have available to you
2: um it's you sort of now with the game being much more high profile than when I first came into women's football, uh, five, six mm. years ago. Um, you're now looking at dealing with a lot more external pressures, um, social media fans, mm. um, obviously all the highlights going out, um, on a, on a weekly basis. So for there, the, the, the pressures are now higher. So how as a coach, can you replicate that in training to obviously to work on your, the psychological aspects of the game? um, and and that's that's probably been the biggest challenge um, that I found as I've gone through, um, and as the game's grown, um, is trying to trying to meet those challenges in training.
1: Hmm. Well, do you uh, do you what sort of equipment do you have in order to perform those roles? Like the uh, you mentioned about the uh, the uh, feedback and sort of analysis on how uh, goalkeepers are playing in the game. How has the uh, the basic facilities in uh coaching women's football changed over those uh, over those years?
2: Um yeah, I mean we we we're lucky enough we've we've read into training at Bisham Abbey, which is a, an excellent facility. Mm-hmm. Um we've got a, a lovely office, um office space. We've got um access to two two very good pitches, um and the gym the gym has everything that we need in there. Um you've also got we've got a, a massive projector for analysis, so that makes things really easy. Um and then obviously you know, you've got your basics, your your balls with cones, which um, you know, ample of. Um and then obviously you get your little gadgets and toys for the goalkeepers, um, which <coughs> is which is good fun and, and you get a lot of stick from the outfield coaches. Um every time you bring out a new little gimmick as they as they like to call them But <laughs> Um, you know, it's when you're working with with really low numbers to try and replicate um, different scenarios and different pitches. It, it can be really tough, so you do have to think a little bit more outside the box with with what you're doing.
0: You mentioned um, getting involved in in women's football five or six years ago. How how did that happen?
2: Um, so, uh, to be fair, my, my first interaction with women's football was probably um, when I was in my first year at college. So that would be. Um, probably about seven years ago now. And the one of the lecturers, Tracy Kevins, used to work with Barnet women. Um and she she said, Oh look, my keeper can't make it tonight. Can you come and, and train? So I said, Yeah, sure, why not? And, and that kind of became a really regular thing. Um and I really enjoyed um enjoyed that. And then it sort of became well, could you help with a match day warm up? So it's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> um
0: yeah, I, didn't,
2: I didn't yeah I, I kind of didn't really know what I, what to do I just left it to left it to the goalkeeper to tell me let just kick up all here for me and and we'll go from there and when they then turned into London Bees um when the WSL2 was formed um you had to have different requirements and coaching badges which I didn't at the time have um but was lucky enough to get the opportunity to work in the boys academy um at Barnet um and then in the December, when London B's goalkeeping coach left, I was I was offered that role, um, which you know I jumped that, um, obviously to get back involved in women's football, which which I enjoyed, um, and kind of just did the two side by side, and it's, it's all kind of gone from there really.
0: So was was coaching something you were working towards then, or when you were when you were at college? And
2: uh, it, it was part of part of my course that I did. Yeah, it was and. Um, you know, we did the level one, the level one goalkeeping as part of as part of that, and um, you know I was quite self aware. I knew I was never really the best um, goalkeeper, so I wasn't going to make a living from it. But I wanted to be involved and continue my involvement in the game, and you know alongside playing, coaching was was a great opportunity as well.
1: Is that um, a, a long term aspiration, uh, coaching um, goalkeeper coaching at the highest level, or? Uh... Even uh, coaching more generally, um, would that be something you're sort of looking towards as uh, you get older?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Like, I think for me now, coaching is all I'd ever want to do. Um, you know, being being hmm. sat and sat behind a computer for the last two weeks, it's
0: it me really <laughs> that
2: I, I need to be out on the grass. I need to be kicking the football about and and working <laughs> with working with goalkeepers, working with football players, and you know, in in that environment, and you know, you really miss it at, at the minute.
0: Um, of course yes you, you, you say obviously coaching is the big thing but but we all know uh, you have been turning out this season for uh, for a club a club that, that we cover woodley united um and, and there's been quite an interesting dynamic there because of course one of the goalkeepers you coach is on the coaching staff at working at, at woodley united so um just take it back to the start with that how, how did the call come to end up in goal for woodley united?
2: Uh, it was. I remember it well. It was a Friday afternoon. I was in the gym and uh, on my day off and I had a text from, from Lawsy and I was like, I was like, Lawsy texting me on the day off? So I, I let them. What What are you doing tomorrow? And I was, like,
0: <laughs>
2: I was like, this is it. I was like, oh, coaching. Obviously we, have, we, we train on a Saturday morning.
0: Yeah.
2: She was like, what about in the afternoon? I was like, I had nothing. She was like, oh, do you want to play for Woodley? I was like, yeah, go on then, and, and that was it. Like, and I got there, and obviously it was the first time I'd ever met Jamie. We got all the paperwork and that done on yeah. Friday. I got there on the Saturday. It was the first time I'd met Jamie, and first time I'd met any of the boys, and and got there and just just you know they're all great people. We won um, on a, a really slopy, boggy, heavy pitch at Chalfont, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I've played ever since, really. <laughs>
0: I think I would would think I was there for your first home game, uh, which I think you also won. Um, Although for the life of me, I can't remember who it was against. Langley, Langley, yes, Langley. Um,
2: Mental one, the the lad that played in goal for Langley. um, I coached him when I was working at Watford in the academy. Coached him when he was an under fifteen. So, yeah, walking out, I really felt old then.
0: So so obviously you know as you say you're not it's not part of the career plan but, but something you're enjoying something you you're planning on carrying on for the time being.
2: Yeah, we I'd love to play again next season. Um so yeah, I've, I've said to I've said to Jamie that I'm available if he wants me to play next year. So
0: yeah finger crossed so so the the sort of the the situation I I was alluding to was obviously you've got you've got Rachel Laws who's on the coaching staff there and you're Mm -hmm. the goalkeeper whereas at Reading you're the you're the one telling her what to do she's in she's in goal so what's that like sort of it's obviously Saturday mornings you're coaching her Saturday afternoon she's coaching you what 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 emotions do you go through I imagine it's a bit Um, odd (laughs)
2: um do you know what? It, it's, I've got, I, with both goalkeepers, Lorsley and Grace, I've got such a, a good relationship with them that if you know either of them could be on a coaching staff for a team and they tell me to do something and I do it because I've got the respect for them. I know that they know the game um, and you know in that moment they are my coach essentially. So uh, I'd conduct myself to them as I'd expect them to conduct themselves to me and, and if I gave them a, a, a coaching point or, or or something to, to think about i'd hope that they do that and you know likewise if they gave me you yeah. gives give me a a, a a bit of detail you know I'll, I'll take it on and and there's been times that she's told me that i've not been good enough which <laughs> i've known and <laughs> there's uh, there's been times then that, that she's been complimentary of, of bits that i've done so the the balance is yeah is spot on
0: of course you, you've opened yourself up to uh if there's a clanger anywhere in there you've opened yourself <sighs> up to a bit of stick
2: it's 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 all around work before I've even got back to my phone. <laughs> Actually, everybody knows. Everybody knows.
1: So, how much the uh, how much of um, your time is spent sort of uh, at at Woodley compared to Reading? Obviously, Reading's the, uh, the the day job, and I'd imagine that takes up most of your time. But um, you're probably one of the first. Uh, players we've had certainly the first male player we've had on the pod I think, I think uh, how so, much yes. uh, time is spent sorry
0: I think so yes sorry
1: yeah uh, how much time um, does uh, is uh, typical for a step six uh, goalkeeper to spend uh, with the club and uh, uh, training and match date
2: um, to be fair the club are, the club are, are, are great they obviously understand my my situation and that I'm coaching and, and yeah you know, with everybody they're work comes first because work puts hmm. food on the table. Um so um, you know, there's games that various people have had to miss um and they're really understanding of that. Um but, you know, we train them once a week, provided there's no Tuesday night game. Um and I, I make as many sessions as I can. Um obviously living in London as well, it's it getting All across right. for for an hour's training sessions a, a fair old um fair old slog. So there bad. again really understanding of that. Um, and then obviously you have got your games, um, which to be fair I've not had to miss many due to clashes with work, which has been, which has been brilliant. So yeah, it's, it, I think you find a lot of Step Six clubs are really understanding of, of and mm. helpful with cool. fitting in around work.
0: And obviously you, we both, Rob and I, have seen, seen Woodley a couple of times, well, a few times, more than a couple of times this season, I think um there's a there's a there's sort of there's a good there's a huge range and and uh, of different different players there you've got, you've got your youngsters you've got your sort of a couple of grizzled veterans um I'll leave anybody to guess who I who I consider a grizzled veteran in a, in this respect um you know the, and you know so there's there's all sorts of different players at different levels and then you've got a player like Gareth Ainsworth walks in uh, does that affect you at all? Uh, we will be speaking to Gareth as well at some point. Um, I've now got his phone number, so he's, he's no escape. But how does that affect you?
2: Uh, um, Gaz is brilliant. To be fair, um, he's he's just one of us. When he turns up, like, he 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 fits right in. Yeah, you know, he gets round everyone, and says hello. He's he's he is one of us. You wouldn't know he's you know potentially on the verge of of promotion to the championship. You know, he he, he comes, he he pays his fines he you know he gets in the bar after and and chats to everybody um yeah he, he, obviously for the younger lads it's but they probably see it as an opportunity to impress um yeah. and you get a little bit out of them
0: for, for the
2: older ones it's just yeah so yeah no, but he's he's great to have around he's got lots of stories he's he's just a great character brings a lot of energy as well um and he's probably the fittest player on the team. He can run
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: more than more than any of the youngsters can.
0: So, <laughs> um, just to, sorry, it's going Rob. Sorry,
1: sorry, I was uh, going to change tracks slightly. So, if you've uh, yeah, no. got a Woodley question, yeah, no, no. I was going,
0: I was going to roll it back to Reading Women. So, uh, so uh, you feel free go.
1: Okay, I was actually going to say that yeah, Reading Women were having a, a pretty good season uh, before all of the cancellations happened. Uh, fifth in the league I think it was and uh, yeah. so um, there seem to be a couple of clubs that are a bit sort of uh, further on in Chelsea, Man City and Arsenal and then Reading was very much up there with sort of uh, the next uh, next wave of clubs fifth um, they are I've got what them. is the ambition yeah fifth yeah I think they were just behind Man United uh, but yeah what um, what was the ambition with uh, Reading women what um, the club hope, were hoping for this season Unfortunately it's uh, now finished, but um and what were they hoping uh, what are they hoping for in the future?
2: Yeah, so I mean that I think the FA have said that they actually want to try and continue the season. Um
1: oh, where okay. possible,
2: which for yeah. us is yeah. for us is gonna be brilliant. Um as you say it's been a good season. Um fifth in the league where we were last season. Um quarter final of an FA Cup. I yeah. believe it was against Leicester, which was uh, you know um so, it, yeah, it's been a good season. Um, we we, we want to be competitive with every team um, that's above us. Um, we want to beat the teams in and around us and below us, obviously. And, yeah, we just want to keep um, overachieving for, for mm. where where we're at in terms of um, what's available to us in comparison to your Arsenal, your Chelsea, your, your United. Yes, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, it's... You know, and the biggest thing for us is we create is the environment we create for the players. You know, and that's even for the players that are coming in. And when 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 we're allowed to do that, it, it, environment and what we offer is more than is more of a focus, particularly for us as staff, than actually result wise. Because we know that the technical work and the detail and developing the individual player is going to be is going to bring us massive rewards when it comes to the Sunday afternoons. Cool.
0: We did talk about this a little bit with uh, with Ellen yesterday on yesterday's podcast, but um, obviously the the sort of the, and and you alluded to it earlier with sort of the 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 social media the the and the more the the wider interest in the game, but obviously Reading sitting fifth, um you know the the fan base compared to sort of I I would imagine Man United and Arsenal Chelsea and Man City obviously the the fan base for for Reading is maybe not maybe not quite there yet, but it is it is developing, but. So, so actually, for Reading to be sitting fifth, you know, for all intents and purposes, the fifth best team in the country, um, con- considering, um, I, I would imagine, considering budgets and all of that kind of thing, that that's pretty phenomenal, and it, it's it's testament to the to to yourself and the coaching staff and and the manager. I would, I would guess that that it's even there. So, I mean, how how does how does how do you think Reading manages to compete with those teams? Because it, it it's. It, it just seems as you say punching above their weight a little bit. How how do you feel like you're able to compete with them?
2: Um I think we've got we've got we've got a really good group of players who are uh um who, well, they'll deliver um a a game plan and, and what is asked of them um to a T. You know, they put a lot of trust in in us. As staff, to, to give them the information that, that they need and the tactics that they need to, you know, get a result. And yeah, it, there's times that we have got it wrong, and we're open and honest enough with them to turn around and say, look, we did get it wrong, and, and we will hold our hands up to that. And that that real clear level of trust, I think, goes above and beyond any sort of financial, um, you know, financial offerings that you can give to a player. Um, so I think that's probably the the biggest um, the biggest sort of key to the successes that we've had over over the time.
1: Uh, one other thing we've uh, spoken about on a couple of other pods with regards to Reading uh, women is the um, the ground situation. Uh, last or this season, they played a, um, a couple of games at the the majestic stadium, uh, but primarily as over the last few years, they've been based in Wickham at Adams Park. Um, what are your thoughts on any potential move back uh, or to Reading and um, sort of the benefits of either uh, playing in uh, Wickham compared to uh, uh, back in Reading?
2: Um...
1: <laughs> Tricky one. <laughs> Sorry, we said we weren't going to do anything political, <laughs> yeah. so it might be a little bit... Uh, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> so obviously, to be red women and playing red in is the dream. Um, yeah. However, there's a lot more stuff that goes on behind the scenes logistically yeah, of that potentially makes um, makes things not possible um, at a specific moment in time. Um, mm. Obviously, we've had we've had the games at, at the Majeski um, this season that we've had some some really good turnouts for. Um and we've also had games at Adams Park where we've had some really good turnouts for. So it's you've got a great great pitch at both um both stadiums, you know, great changing facilities. Um it yeah,
1: it, <laughs> it's true Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. land you in it. <laughs> no, no, <that's>, <laughs> We're we'll in the hot seat. I
2: mean, for, for me, for me at the minute, I'm happy at adam's Park because it's twenty minutes closer.
0: Yeah. To him, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Good answer. <laughs> um. So yeah. So so, Greg. Obviously, you 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 kind of um co- coaching is that co- is it. Is there sort of any am- ambition from you? Can can Reading kind of give you everything you need? Do you think in terms of your your coaching ambitions? Um, is there sort of you know is it is it sort of international ambitions? Is there stuff like that? Is there stuff you'd like to kind of look at one day moving on?
2: Uh, for me, I mean, I'm 24. I'm still learning. I'm always going to be learning. Um, I've just been accepted on. I was meant to start um, the UEFA goalkeeper A license. I was meant to start that um, last month, but obviously with all the coronavirus stuff that's yeah. happened, that's been delayed until May. Um, and the club have been. Really supportive with me getting onto the course. Um, they've been supportive financially, which I'm very grateful for, um, and they've been supportive in terms of committing to allow me to to work with players and, and squads with, uh, within the club, um, not just the first team, to to help get the hours and, and all of the stuff in that I need to. So, for me, from from that side of things in terms of learning and developing as a coach, it, it's everything that I need. I, you know, Kelly's great; gives me a lot of freedom to to deliver and coach what. Um, what I believe needs to be coached. Um, so again, that trust element from hers, uh, I'm great, really grateful for. Um, and you know, we've got a, a really good group of staff that all get on, and the work environment is is fantastic. You know, we've the time we've been off, we've all been still been chatting, and you know, from a social aspect, not from a work perspective, which which I think has been really key. So for me at the minute reading gives me everything that I need and, and I've got great relationships with the, with the with the goalkeepers um and even with players within the team as well get on can have some really good conversations with with a lot of the girls as well so for me at the minute reading's ticking ticking all the boxes and long term <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd love to be I'd love to be England goalkeeping coach you know who yeah. who would <laughs> So you know it's, but don't want to run before I can walk
0: I said you Absolutely. You mentioned uh, obviously, yeah, the the goalkeepers you work with. Um, see a lot of uh, Grace Maloney on on social media, causing causing mischief. Is uh, uh is, is is that sort of like twenty? Is she twenty four seven kind of causing causing trouble, and or is it just for the cameras?
2: It's she. It's a time and a place, right? So she knows when she knows <laughs> when it's work time. It's work time, um, but you know she. If there's a joke happening, if there's a prank being played. If something <laughs> happening, you can guarantee that she's going to be in the middle of
0: it. <laughs> oh, there, there, there always seems to be one in almost every uh, in every in every club. Uh, who is it? Woodley out of interest. Who's who's the one that's uh, in the middle of all of that? At Woodley. Um, to the important questions now.
2: Oh, who's? To be fair, we're we're kind of in game go. There's not really. Yeah, okay. Um you know, you're not really around each other in that sort of environment you are in, in terms of the full-time, in, it would be in full-time football. So you don't, we've not, we've not really seen um, that side of it from anyone, but um, yeah, there's a few big personalities in there, in the changing <laughs> room, but no, no practical jokers. And I think definitely no one would do any practical jokes on me because I know that what would come to one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, sort of comparing, uh. uh well, I guess uh, uh, comparing Woodley to uh, Reading Women again. With Reading Women, you get uh, you've got a few um, much larger away days. Obviously, we've mentioned uh, Man City, Liverpool. Uh, you know, there's a, a few long distance trips in there. The sort of thing you wouldn't necessarily experience in uh, Step Six, or certainly not regularly. Um, what uh, what are the logistics like for something like that? I mean, do you, um, with Reading Women is it um, that you go up the night before? Or do you uh, uh, what is a um, what is it like for a typical long distance away day when you're uh, uh, playing or with Reading Women?
2: Yeah, long distance ones. We normally we're in on the Saturday morning, breakfast, team meeting, train. Players get a sort of hour and a half to to chill, shower, get changed, travel up, have dinner. Get some treatments and stuff at the hotel. Not the staff, the players. Uh, with, <laughs> just had to clarify that start. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then it's obviously game day the next day. So just building in as hmm. we normally would.
1: Is it up with a coach, or you, you, you ever uh, uh, fly up there as some clubs might do on a uh, big budget?
2: All on, all on the bus, all on the team bus. Yeah. So. <laughs> But it's That's it's right. nice, you know. It's got it's got the it's got the necessities on there, you know. Your your, your coffee machines, your, your <laughs> kitchen, your your tables mm-hmm. and stuff, so we can get some work done. And and the Wi-Fi is quite hit and miss, and so is the Sky Sports. But you know, can't have it all.
0: No. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig, I was just wondering. Obviously, yeah, talking about some of the some of these teams that you're going to play. Have you ever sort of been a bit starstruck um, <sighs> with with any of these players, especially like some of the lionesses and stuff like that? I can imagine that if I was stood there, I'm already nervous about interviewing Gareth in a few days' time. So, <laughs>
2: um, no, I th- they're they're just normal people. You know, they they are I, I, on Instagram last night, done the old toilet roll <laughs> thingy because N- Nuno from Woody nominated me, yep. so I nominated all the coaches at Reading, and and I did it, and and um, yeah, Faz farrah Williams. Message me on instagram she was like you look like you're wasting away and you know they, they are like they are just they're just you know normal people yeah, they're they are human beings and it's the same when when gaz walks into the changing them it's just they're all just normal people and yeah I've, I've never been starstruck with anybody to be fair
0: i'll have to get some tips off you for uh for, for when uh for when gareth comes on in a in a couple of days time uh rob just just to round off
1: oh right okay uh yeah um, talking of uh, uh, being starstruck and, you know, some of the uh, um, sort of internationals of the game uh, we've mentioned on other pods, another question that I hope doesn't put you in any any trouble here. here um, that obviously the uh, Euros is being pushed back. The male, men's Euros are being pushed back to Euro 2021 20, next season, which is when the uh, women's Euros were uh, due to be played in this country. Um the sort of a question mark now over whether um, the women's Euros gets uh, moved or it's actually kept in uh, Euro in the summer of 2021. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Would it be uh, better for the competition to have its own limelight, maybe in say 2022, when uh, the fo- the whole focus can be on the women's game, or would it benefit from being played sort of alongside the men's tournament, especially as the um, there are. Uh, that both the finals, at least, are going to be played uh, in this country. Well, the whole of the women's tournament is going to be played in this country, but the uh, men's final is going to be played in this country as well.
2: Um, I think I think you've now got, in the most part, two different groups of fans that follow women's football and men's football. Mm. You obviously do get some that like both, yeah. and obviously for them they'd have to then pick if you if you did them at the same time. Um, yeah. I think you could you could be really really inventive, and you can do if you timed things well, you could almost do some double header games, and yeah, um, that potentially helps introduce women's football to people who maybe haven't experienced it before. Yeah. Um, it also helps to obviously pack out your stadiums, and which. which I, I'm not too sure what stadiums they're using off the top of my head, but you know, potentially with with England, they're, they're getting great attendances as it is. So uh, there's pros and cons for both. Um, so it's, I guess, the the, the organisers will will have to think up and answer all of those questions. Um, oh. You'll probably get a lot of pushback from the groundsmen because you always do <laughs> um, trying to do both at the same time. But other than that, I think. I think it'd be great if you did them both at the same time but at the same time it'd be fun. it'd be great if you did them as individual competitions.
0: Yeah. Craig thanks very much. So just uh, just to wrap things up. Um we have a question we ask everybody on the podcast just at the end just for those of us all sat here in isolation as I, as I, as you are as well. Um can you recommend a bo- a box set uh, or a TV show you're currently watching for for our listeners?
2: Oh, so it depends how much time they got. <laughs> got. So fast I've uh, got two. Go on. I've got two. So The Stranger on Netflix. Um, okay. Unbelievable. Um, if you got a little bit more time, then I've, I've, I've powered my way through Better Call Saul as well on Netflix.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the Breaking Bad prequel, isn't it?
2: It, it is, yeah. It's the lawyer guy. So. Do
0: you need to watch both of them, or is it okay just to watch the one?
2: No, you can just watch Better Call Saul. I watched Breaking Bad first, and then I've watched Better Call So, yeah, they don't. There's a little bit of crossover, but you could understand it if you didn't watch both.
0: Uh, Craig, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. Thanks for um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, so, just to just to finish off, that was our pub, but not in a pub chat with Craig McCreath, the Reading Women's First Team Goalkeeping Coach and Woodley United Goalkeeper. Um, if you want to know more about our podcast you can go and search Berkshire Football Stories in your favourite podcast app and you'll get all the latest episodes I think there's about 20 in there now so plenty to be listening to and you can also find us on Twitter at fi Berkshire, or you can visit our website www.footballinberkshire.co.uk all that's left for me to say now is uh, bye and bye from Rob goodbye and bye from Craig bye everyone bye